Hey everybody, so I am not going to do an intro or my little outro for this episode today. Um, This one I'm going to make dramatic, I'm going to make sad, it's just how I'm feeling, okay? <laughs> I'm really hoping that I don't get upset or, or cry during it, but I have a feeling I'm gonna. Um... So the title, I'm sure, is like what I'm I think I'm going to do what I've learned about grief. So if it's something different, that's cool. I got clever, but I I think that's what it's going to be. And I'm sure you're thinking, Callie, why would you be looking up what grief is? Um, so like I've brought up before, um, Ethan is moving to North Carolina for school. He is going to a NASCAR school. Sounds cool, right? <laughs> so, anyway, no, it like it is cool. Um, he's been interested in NASCAR for forever, um, and this is what he wants to do. And I find it very admirable that he knows what he wants to do, and he's also willing to move across the country for that goal, for that dream. So, he's going to be the first person in the family to do it. Um, my two other siblings live here. Pretty much all of my cousins are here. On my dad's side, there's some cousins that live elsewhere, but for the most part, everybody is here. Everybody. So, and as far as my cousins go, like, they've always not lived here. Like, it's never been they were here and then they left. So, this is really new for me. <laughs> um, and I, I, I know what grief is. There's a textbook version of that word in my head. Grief is feeling a sadness because of a death. That's what I think of when I hear the word grief. And being a CNA and working in memory care and watching people slowly die, to put it like bluntly, I guess. Like, I know what grief is. I know what it looks like. I've watched family members do it. I don't necessarily know if I've, if I've grieved people like that before. I'm sure I have. I just was younger at the time and didn't know what was going on. It also felt a little guilty feeling sad about people passing away sometimes because they were, you know, they were my direct family member, you know, I'd only known them for a couple months or, you know, whatever. So there was a little bit of a guilt there of like, maybe I shouldn't feel sad, you know, I didn't super know them. Anyway, I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but so he's moving. <laughs> and when you're li- if you're listening to this on Saturday when it's uploaded, he is gone now. Um this is Friday night. Um we had a little get together send-off thingy for him tonight. Family came over. Um, and then we, we had a little, like, 
blessing for him. My mom wanted him to have a blessing before he left and immediately, like when I sat down, just like crying. <laughs> and I I know I've talked about this before too, but there's something about like someone saying that they're, that they're praying for you or someone, you know, you actually, you actually witnessing somebody pray for you. I don't know. There's something so powerful about it. And whether you're religious or not, this is just my, this is how I feel about it. But for me, for someone who's not like super religious, like Jesus freak, (laughs) like I, I, I feel something when someone says that they pray for me. There's a like, wow, that, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful human experience to have someone just, it's, you could take it as someone is thinking about you, like you're in somebody's thoughts and there's something really powerful with that. And so when we had this blessing for him, I was just thinking the whole time, look at all these people that are here that, that love Ethan and want the best for Ethan and want him to feel safe and comfortable and confident in his completely new environment on his own. And it's amazing to see that in people that, you know, you love and adore and you know that they love you. And when you're so worried (laughs) about your little brother going off on his own, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I know I'm not the only one that's worrying. But when you get so inside your head, you know, you're like, gosh, it feels like it, you know, a little bit like do like crap, you know. <laughs> um so to have all these people come for him um was amazing. Um a really really cool experience. Um so yeah, I've um I've done some research about about grief, um, because I just wanted to know it a bit better, and it's unfortunate that as you get older, you kind of get to know the word a little bit more. As you get older, each year you kind of start to understand it and see it more, which is (laughs) really unfortunate, but, um, so the first thing I learned is disenfranchised grief. So, disenfranchised grief is grief that persons experience when they incur a loss that is not or cannot be openly acknowledged, socially sanctioned, or publicly mourned. And um, there are some examples um, of that as well. Um, So, it would be things like, uh, let's see, um, like, a death by a a suicide or a drug overdose or um 
the loss of a job. Um, let's see. Oh my gosh, what else? Um, I'm like looking through this list and like (laughs) saying the ones that pop out at me the most, but the loss of a lifestyle, you know, losing financial means, getting clean from drugs or alcohol, um, loss of identity or sense of self, um, feeling failed or abandoned by friends, family, or community, um, so it's more of that feeling of this is not worthy of grieving, which is what I was kind of talking about earlier. You know, especially with things like, you know, losing that sense of self or not being in a good financial situation anymore. Like, that's a grief. That is a, that is a grieving process and it's a weird thought to have of like, you know, this is not just I'm upset about this or I'm sad about this situation. Like it's a, it's a grief. And so putting that into the sense of my brother is moving away. My brother is not dying. You know, he's not dying. He's, he's just moving. He's just moving. So why is that worthy of talking about it online or or crying over it or being upset about it you know he's not dying but it is still in a sense a like that's a loss that person is no longer around so it's a loss and i know for me um like I've I've known Ethan for <laughs> 18 years of my life now. So it's a weird thought that now is that point in our lives where our lives are splitting, where we're not always together, you know, dinner together, hanging out at night, you know, our lives are splitting and becoming separate. And I've never really had to deal with anything before. You know, the last time someone in my family that I was personally connected with that died, I was three. That was 18 years ago. So, no, this is not a death, but I am still grieving the loss of Ethan not being here. You know, just like the little things. Like car rides. If him and I were to go get dinner um, or go see a movie or whatever, you know, car rides were always so fun. You know, we would listen to whatever music and he'd make jokes or whatever. And I would never tell him, but he he is funny. I would never say it to his face, though. But there was that. Um, you know, I'm going to miss how he interacts with our niece. 
Um, you know, that's a loss. Um, there are things about, I guess a huge thing for me as well is that I have to now watch his accomplishments from afar. Um, you know, and that kills me because he, you know, there's not NASCAR in Utah. So what he's going to want to do is in somewhere else. (laughs) It's not necessarily going to be here, which is okay. I'm trying to be okay with that. (laughs) But it's not like, you know, like in Utah, you know, for the most part, you know, if you're LDS, you, for boys, you turn 18, you go on a mission, you come back, right? You go on a mission, you come back. And that is also, that is also a grief, okay? (laughs) But there is also that, you know, let's say he really does never move back here. Let's say that that's actually what happens. When I get married, when I have kids, when he gets married, when he has kids, they won't be together. You know, I can't, you know, watch him firsthand to be a dad. And I know I'm like getting way, way far ahead. But that's how my brain is. Unfortunately, it's literally always 12 steps ahead. Um, but anyway, um, it's just sad. And even though it is, it's not a death, it is still an aspect of my life that I won't have anymore. Like, it's not a part of my routine anymore. You know, to come home from work and Ethan's here. Or, you know, on weekends, we go see a movie or whatever. That it's, there's now something missing from that routine. And I don't like it. But, um, I'll only talk about the Barbie movie once. (laughs) I'll only talk about it once. Um, but it's when Gloria and Barbie are talking, um, kind of towards the end of the movie. And she was like, you know, I never wanted, and Barbie says, I never wanted anything to change. I've never wanted anything to change. And Gloria goes, oh, honey, like, it, like everything changes. Like, living is change. And then Barbie was like, that's terrifying. And that cuts so deep right now. <laughs> because this is a change that I have never really experienced before. By the time I can really remember, my two older brothers were already moved out. Uh, So, I've never had that 
like, oh, a sibling is, you know, moving off. They've always, you know, lived on their own. But with Ethan, because we're so close in age, we've always, (laughs) we've always lived together. We've always gone where our parents go, or he'll come with me grocery shopping, or whatever, you know? And it's terrifying creating a new normal and you know this it feels weird you know crying about this on on the internet like this but um you know I'm sad this is a huge part of my life um I feel like a lot of people deal with this (laughs) you know, I feel like this is around the age of, you know, or if you're living at home, like, maybe a sibling's moving out, maybe you're moving out, um, and that is super what is happening right now, and it's only getting more real, you know, in 12 hours from now, we'll have dropped them off at the airport, and then I won't see him for, I don't even know, at least Christmas, maybe before, I don't know, but it's weird, you know, and it's something that I'm sad about, and I've started therapy again, so I'm trying to do the whole name your emotion thing, and actually, like, feel it, don't just, you know, push it away and move on like I do all the time, all the time. So, um, I'm gonna try to go to bed. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. Um, I will not keep you updated about how the airport goes. I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can, um, picture it. (laughs) I'm sure it's not that hard to figure out what that's going to look like. So anyway, um, gosh, I'm just sad. (laughs) I'm just sad. So I hope you guys have a good week. (laughs) If you're also sad or If you're also, you know, if you are moved out and you're missing family at home or anything like that, um, I am, I am now officially in the same boat as you are. (laughs) So anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go feel because that's what we're supposed to do, I guess. Anyway, I'm going to go feel this out and cry about it. So anyway, I'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Same time, same place. And uh, this is the Cali After Hours podcast.